You're listening to 88.9 KETR. Notably Texan is on the air. I'm your host, Matt Minky. And before I get to our special guest during this hour of the show, we need to remind you that listener support enables this station to invite the people behind the music to come in and tell us about their songs, tell us about their influences, and talk in depth in ways that you might not hear in shorter interviews. Please support what we do by visiting our website and clicking the donate button today. And I'm happy to welcome back into our studio for the first time in many years, a man with roots right here in Northeast Texas who currently has a band in DFW that are really getting some traction on their latest music release. And when he's not staying busy with his own band, he happens to have a side gig of sorts with a legend in Texas music, the Reverend Horton Heat. It's my pleasure to welcome back to Notably Texan today, Jonathan Jeter. Man, it has been far too long since we've spoken. Welcome back to Notably Texan, hey, Jonathan. Th- thank you so much for having me, Matt. You've had a lot of stuff going on, some new music out, so we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to talk about. There's been a lot happening since I since I saw you last. <laughs> That's great. I'm, I'm very happy for you, man. Let's kind of uh, go back here. I know that we talked about some of this a million years ago when I had you on the show. You and your band are, are based in Dallas, I believe, but you've got ties to Greenville, don't you? Absolutely. Born and raised in Greenville and uh, went to high school, lived there up until two years ago. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just then, uh, my wife works downtown, and so the the commute was too much for her, and so uh, we finally made the jump and moved to moved to East Dallas a little open, about two and a half years ago. Nice. All right, man. Well, I'm sure that takes a little adjusting, but I mean, really, you've been doing so much work, you know, with the in this industry in the city. Anyway, I assume yeah, it's not it, that different. Yeah, I and mean, it was it was much more convenient for you know not only for her but for me to you know. Uh, my my rehearsal studio is much closer now, and uh, you know the airport is obviously closer yeah. now, and so it's uh, it's good. Your family owes me one for bringing you back out this way, so y'all could get together today. That's right. Yeah, I got together <laughs> with mom and my sister, and uh, got to have some lunch. Well, good deal. Well, <laughs> we're always happy to bring you back out this way, uh, and you don't really necessarily get back out to Northeast Texas that often, not, do you? Not not very often at all. It's usually uh, driving through on thirty. Uh, you yeah. know, if I'm if I'm headed headed east but that's about it you know take me back to your early years uh, how long has music been important to you i think that uh, i i remember it i remember getting the bug i when i was i was 12 years old and uh so for christmas that year i got a guitar and uh around that time i had um you know i had started getting into you know Nirvana and and you know Pearl Jam Soundgarden all those uh Seattle bands and that kind of really turned me on and then my birthday is in May and so that following birthday and then I got a drum set as well okay and so um I I, I kind of had the a little bit of the foresight to see that you know all my friends were getting guitars and if we were going to if, if I was going to play in a band, right, somebody you, had to play the drums. Yeah. So I, it ended up being me. Interesting. I think that uh, might be a surprise to people who just know you from, you know, uh, your band, The Revelators, because you don't play drums in that band. No, right? so. no, play guitar and sing in that band. Um, but, you know, it kind of I, I, I played drums in a, in a bunch of different bands around town. And then, you know, we started playing in Deep Elm when I was about 15. Uh, we were kind of the little punk rock Hanson, if you will. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I could definitely chalk that up to, to Ben Quayler and the band Radish. Uh, they were good friends of mine. We all went to school together. And so they were cool to throw us a bone and put us on shows with them. And nice. Yeah, it was kind of interesting to be playing shows that were 21 and up in Deep Elm. And, right. You know, we had to wait in the car until it was showtime. Yeah. And then they were... Prompt, Sneak you in the back door or something? Prompt to get us out of there as soon as we were done. 
<laughs> well, I'm sure the uh, the statute of limitations is behind <laughs> us on that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been a little more than seven years ago. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, fantastic, man. And I, I assume that uh, if you're like most people, some of this music that you grew up on is still important to you today. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, in and as I've as I've gotten older and progressed as a as a music fan, you know, it's a lot of stuff that uh, it wasn't necessarily just rock and roll. I mean, my dad was a a big blues guy, and so he you know really turned me on to like Muddy Waters and stuff that I didn't really appreciate as much then as I do now. Um, and you know, that's blues has been a big thing for me. Um, and, you know, as I've as I've gotten older, the wife and I uh, about a year and a half ago made the pilgrimage out to. Uh, to Clarksdale, Mississippi, and went really? to, yeah, I went down to the crossroads. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> Did you have any, you know, spiritual experiences there? <laughs> well, no, it was about noon, and the only spiritual thing that happened was uh, there's a barbecue joint right next door okay. to there, and well, those ribs smelled real good. All right, well, that's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Jeter's with us today. Uh, you and the Revelators are known for kind of blending uh, indie, punk, and uh, root sounds, uh, and some of this. Uh, a lot of this kind of comes into what you're talking about growing up, you know. Exactly. Yeah, it was kind of a, you know, a, a melting pot that kind of, you know, came out whenever we, uh, you know, whenever I started to write songs, it was, uh, I, I never wanted to fit into like one, I never wanted to be like, okay, well, I, I play, I'm a rock and roll guy or, you, you know what I mean? Like, I just wanted to be a musician or a songwriter more so than to be typecast as one genre. <clears throat> if it's based on somebody else that had already done that, like, you know, the world doesn't need another whoever you know right. yeah yeah it's uh you know important to kind of mix all that stuff and try and do your own thing i think well do you uh recall when uh you put the band the revelators together i'm sure the personnel have changed of course through the years but. sure yeah there's been god we've probably had 25 30 different people in the oh, wow. band over the years yeah i think that uh i think that it was about 2011 was when that first record came out and when we were pushing it pretty heavy that record, we we did really well with, with it. You know, I had a radio promoter and stuff on that one, and uh, traveled all around the country promoting that one. And we sat in the in the top one hundred on the Americana charts for about seven months. Nice. Yeah, it was kind of interesting because I'd look at the charts every week, and and it was. Uh, kind of a humbling experience because I'd look at it and be like, okay, well, Leonard Cohen's ahead of me and Ray Wally Hubbard's behind me. So (laughs) that's not a bad place to be. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jonathan Jeter is our guest here on 88.9 KETR, and this is uh, Notably Texan. The uh, latest iteration of the band uh, includes a familiar name in Northeast Texas music, uh, Brandon Callies. I think you two have known each other a while. Oh, yeah. Brandon and I went to high school together, and we've been we've been playing in bands together off and on for, God, 20 years. So um, we before the before I put together the, the Revelators, we were in a band together called Old Bull Gaines. Oh, right. Yeah, and that ran for a while. Um, it was kind of a similar... It was like a country rock kind of thing. Um, it's kind of, I guess, all country when that whole thing hadn't really happened. Right. Yet, you know what <laughs> I mean? Uh, I mean, there was there was bands doing that, but not as commercially available, I guess it is as it is now. So after that band went by the wayside, then I then I started, you know, my own thing. Uh, like I said, I think about two, about twenty eleven. Well, yeah. yeah, we've talked to Brandon before, and I was uh, really uh, tickled to see that he's uh, part of, of your crew oh, now. Yeah. So, yeah, he's a very integral part of the whole thing. You know, he and I, when it was time to put the band back together, because it sat dormant for for many many years. Um, I've 
had a thousand other things going on. And then, um, I guess it was about nine months ago. It was, uh, we had the idea to get, you know, we're going to get the band back together, yeah. you know, and, uh, he, he helped me kind of cherry pick the guys, you know, we were going for a very certain look, a very certain style of people. Um, it's a very, very tattooed rock and roll yeah. band, you know? <laughs> yeah. I saw the promo pics, so I, I get it. I totally understand what you were going for. <laughs> And yeah, uh, the folks on radio don't have the benefit of seeing your uh, your beautifully tattooed <laughs> arms here. So uh, yeah, these guys definitely uh, look like they're in a band. I, I don't yeah. think there's any question when y'all get out of the right. van somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a little bigger band than, it, than what I'm used to. We're a five piece. Uh, we're a three guitar player band. Um, so I play guitar, and then two other guys, and then bass and drums, and uh, five vocals. So we all sing um, in that one. So it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. That's fantastic, man. Well, for the uninitiated, how do you describe your band's sound to somebody who haven't heard you before? You know, I like to I like to say that it's just a straight ahead rock and roll band, but um, you know, that's that's kind of barely scratching the surface, you right? Know? Um, with it would, I wouldn't want to be that guy. Like it would take me forever to try and explain, you know. Uh, oh, well, you know, it's a, it's a rock and roll band, but you know, there's a there's a lot of like roots music influence, and you know, there's a lot of you know blues influence, and there's some jazz stuff in there, you know. I mean, it's complicated though, you know. I mean, it's I know uh, nobody ever likes to have to pigeonhole their stuff into just uh, one category. Yeah, yeah. The the version of the band now it is it is definitely leaning back on on uh, a very strong punk rock influence and. And, you know, whereas before it was um, a little more of a country influence, now it's a little more of like a, a you know, a roots rock influence, more like a, a punk rock Bruce Springsteen kind of vibe. Okay. Yeah, the boss is is, is my dude. Man. Okay. He's my favorite. So it's uh, that, that influence is definitely coming through in, in music now. Well, uh, you've got a new single and uh, video out. So uh, tell me a little bit about the new song. Yeah, the new song is called Hard For You. Uh, we recorded that at Modern Electric in Dallas, which is a beautiful studio, and um, a, lot of, a lot of big records have come out of that, that place. They, you know, did, they've done Leon Bridges and Paul Cawthon and uh, Texas Gentleman and Charlie Crockett, and the list goes on it's and on. like and a who's who of my playlist here. Exactly, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it was, it was important for us to, to do that there. Um, um, the producer was John Pedigo, and he's... Um, done, you know, Josh Ray Walker and uh, just tons of tons of great records. And he's also a good buddy of ours. And um, nice. He's known for uh, the O's for a while. Yeah, like, yeah, are the O's still do, doing their thing? Yeah, or? every now and okay. then. Every now and then. Yeah, he's pretty busy with uh, the Forty Acre Mule. Oh now. right, yeah, he yes. plays guitar in that band. And, um, Everybody's so busy. It's it's uh, cross pollinated in all these different bands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we did that. We did the a session there in a day, but. Um, as if recording wasn't hard enough, I put the pressure on everybody. Uh, Paco Estrada from uh, South FM came in and, and videoed the whole session. So okay. we, he cut that up into the music video for us. Um, so we knocked out a single and a video in one day. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's a uh, whole other aspect that uh, <laughs> not as many people even do these days as a video. Right. I mean. Yeah. It was a, a media thing that I thought was really important to get, um, especially as a band that's you know just, just trying to get traction any way you can. I thought... The video is pretty important to, uh, you know, something we can you can post on Facebook and like maybe maybe somebody will go watch the you know go subscribe to the YouTube channel and stuff. Absolutely. And yeah, we've been putting quite a bit of stuff on there um, 
just different things. We did a uh, an, there's an acoustic version video on there that's okay. pretty cool um, that we did live. That's what you got to do now. I mean, it's uh... it's a brave new world, man. And you know, I think everybody's just trying to learn how to navigate. Right. It. I think um, I I think you and I are about around the same age, so I think we're just kind of still rolling with the changes of what you've got to do to be relevant yeah, exactly. in, in a social media world. You know, exactly. And, yeah. And you know it's just consistency, really. And luckily, I've got Brandon on my on my side, who's much more savvy okay. on that. So yeah, he he runs the that whole part of our you know online presence. Nice. All right. Uh, now I think right now that is uh, strictly a single. But uh, is there any chance that might be put together with some other songs later? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We're going to uh, release a string, um, a bunch of singles. I think that we're looking at like five different singles. Um, and then I've got some other deep cuts already recorded that we're after we put all those out, we're going to press them all onto a, a 12 inch and, uh, awesome. Man. Have some, some physical music out into the world. Vinyl is really big right now. Absolutely. Um, I, I heard uh, a rumor that you've, you actually have a little experience working, uh, at a vinyl pressing plant. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. During, uh, during the pandemic, I was, you know, we were off the road, obviously, and uh, so for something to do, my I, and I knew the guys over at Hand Drawn Pressing for for many years. They um, were in bands and stuff, and um, so we'd been done shows together. And so they were really cool and let me come over there and work for a little while for something to do. And so I would uh, just uh, put my put my AirPods in and like all day long put records and sleeves and <laughs> and you push around pallets of, of records and you know at the end of the week i'd come home with a big stack of stack of records it was super fun that's awesome man if for anybody that hasn't uh, looked into this if you've never seen the process of how they actually press vinyl uh look up a video uh there's tons of stuff oh, out yeah. there you know footage because it's something you don't really think about that it is a it's not a completely automated process for sure. There's a lot of uh, human interaction that that has absolutely, to get... you know, and especially when you get into like the color vinyl portion of it. You know, it's a it's a very artistic. I was gonna thing. say arts, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they, it's it's fun to watch those guys. You know, like sprinkle these little pellet things in there, and like to get the proper, you know, splash of color, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's really fun. It's fascinating, man. Yeah, that was a fun gig. Now, uh, I believe that uh, you and the Revelators uh, recently completed your, uh, I think this was, this was your first series of gigs overseas, didn't you? Well, this uh, that was uh, actually with Reverend Horton. He, that was okay, I yeah. got that confused, man. Yeah. My apologies. <laughs> and I was going to, you know, I think I just let the cat out of the bag because I definitely want to talk about the whole thing you're doing with the Rev. But I got those confused. My apologies. But still, this was a big deal for you uh, because you've never gotten to play overseas, I don't think, have you? No, I've been over, you know, I... For for the big gap, like when I wasn't playing music, I was actually I was still involved in the business. I was I working for different bands on you know behind the scenes stuff, and so I've I've been overseas several times, but never to play. And so this was my first time to actually you know play on foreign soil. <laughs> that's, that's so cool, man. I mean, I just assume anybody growing up uh, as you know fans of, of music, so much of which has come from from the UK. That it has to be a dream to be able to, to play over there. Absolutely. And, you know, to, to play for fans that haven't seen the band in, you know, five, six, seven years or something like that, uh, see how ravenous they are about it. It was really, really exciting. And, uh, you know, Roots and, uh, you know, some of these styles of music that maybe aren't as uh, commercially viable here are pretty big overseas. Massive, huh? yeah. I mean, you know, the the whole, especially rockabilly culture right now is, um, and it, it always has been uh, since... 
since the early 80s, you know, when the, the Stray Cats were really going hard, uh, I think Europe found that music really before we did over here, you know, and um, so it's, it's, that, that is going super strong over there. Well, uh, as I uh, pretty much alluded to earlier, outside of the work with your own band, you've been staying uh, very busy with uh, Texas favorite uh, Jim Heath, better known as uh, the Reverend Horton Heath, of course, a icon of Texas music, I would dare say. Uh, how did you and the Rev uh, initially come together? Well, that um, goes back to like behind-the-scenes crew work. So I, I started working for them... God, almost eight years ago, I think, or maybe it is eight years ago this month. I think it is. Um, anyway, I got a I got a phone call. I just gotten off the road. Um, I'd been tr- touring with this metal band for about eighteen months, and when that tour cycle was over, I uh, had another tour coming up that I didn't really want to do with like a radio rock band, and um, I got a call from from Rev's management in LA and uh, they were like, Hey, do you have any interest in going to work for Reverend Horton? Heat? And I was like, well, when are we leaving? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and I think, uh, I think I went and met Rev the next day. And um, I think we left on like a six week tour about a week and a half later. No kidding. Yeah. And so I was his guitar tech for, for about four and a half years. It was slowly took over doing stage management stuff. And then, um, when the pandemic hit, you know, the, a lot of bands were doing these like weird socially distanced, small capacity shows. And, um, so those kind of, there was a lot of those still kind of coming in that we wouldn't like travel for and stuff. And the, the previous drummer before me, um, didn't feel comfortable doing those. And so we were going to Sturgis, um, to do a gig and, uh, it was that was we flew out on Saturday when the so Jim calls me on Thursday and gets to, you know he's talking logistics with me about the flights and stuff and, and then he was like oh yeah by the way you're you're playing drums on Saturday and so we rehearsed <laughs> Friday flew out Saturday and did it and, and uh, you know it's supposed to have been a a um, you know a temporary thing but I haven't gotten fired yet wow so, okay <laughs> you know I'm, I'm still the tour manager <laughs> oh are you yeah, okay <laughs> I'm still I still set up and take care of Jim's guitars and stuff and uh but I'm also in the band now so well see uh I'll, way back then uh, when you picked up those drumsticks it exactly. paid off <laughs> exactly that's kind of where I was going with that yeah because I mean I, I put it down for for so long and focused on playing guitar but uh it really worked out. And, you know, Jim was like, well, you play drums. You can do these songs. <laughs> That's cool, man. So are you uh, are you on this latest record of his? I play drums on one song on okay. there, and I play guitar on another song. So uh, All right. yeah, I've got uh, I got a couple of cuts on the on the new record. So it was, it was pretty cool. But, yeah, it, Rev actually played drums himself on, I think, five of those songs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, hey, you know, I, this interview is not about the Reverend Horton Heat, but obviously <laughs> this is a, I mean, this is an important thing that I wanted to get in. And yeah. I, I've just been, ever since I uh, saw several years ago that you were involved with him, I was like, hey, I, I know this Jonathan Jeter guy. This is so cool. <laughs> I feel even closer to the Rev a little bit now somehow in a silly way. Uh, and I've only been able to talk to him on the phone, but he seems like a great guy. And hopefully that's the way it's working out for Absolutely you. Absolutely great guy. Fantastic, man. Well, Jonathan Jeter is with me here on Notably Texan. Uh, and, you know, based on all your experience with your own band and uh, with Reverend Horton Heat, uh, you might have an appreciation for what uh, public radio stations do for uh, for kind of roots Americana, rockabilly artists and the like, who, uh, as I mentioned earlier, aren't as appreciated here as they are overseas. And so you can't necessarily, I'm sure you guys send your album out to maybe a lot of stations. I know it's different these days. There's no point in sending it to 
uh, a lot of commercial outlets because right. you know that nothing's going to happen with right, it. Right, yeah. But uh, I would assume that uh, you guys have found uh, you know, kind of an appreciation for what stations like this can, can do for, uh, for your style of music. Would you talk a little bit about why stations like KETR are important to you personally and professionally? Ab- absolutely. I mean, there's... Public radio is a is an outlet that you know is a place where you're going to hear music that you were never going to hear on commercial radio, like you just said, and it really gives an outlet for for not necessarily like up and coming bands, but you know bands of genres that aren't necessarily as commercially um, successful. I guess would be the word to say, and uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's all I listen to. My radio doesn't ever come off of that so i mean and i get turned on to so much music that i never would have heard previously and and not just that you know not just new stuff but like you know sometimes i'll hear and and on any you know public radio format you know you'll hear maybe a a deep cut from the stones or something that you didn't know existed exactly uh, and it's super cool you know i think a lot of people now you know it's i think musically we're in a in a situation where in for for like pop in top 40 and whatnot you know everybody's kind of getting spoon-fed what to listen to and whatnot and you know for the people that don't really want to do that um i think it's it's really the only outlet that you have you know outside of doing a ton of research on your own on the internet or whatever to find music but you know public radio is really the only way you're gonna you're gonna find it and so yeah i have a deep very deep appreciation for public radio well, I'll tell you what, uh, I noticed that uh, you were kind enough to bring your guitar as I, as I asked you to do. Would you be willing to do a song for us today? Absolutely, would love to. What, uh, what do you have in mind? Because we already listened to Hard For You, so we, we do already, you have anything else we, that you'd like to do? Oh man, we've got a ton. I think that uh, the, the next single that comes out, I think, is going to be a song called uh, Unrelenting and Imperfect. I think we'll do that one. Fantastic. Jesse's alone Everybody's always gone Tries to make it click But she's gotta be perfect So much stress and so little time Wish that I could make it mine Let her know that she don't have to be perfect Long way down 
too far that you can't come around It's okay to fall down, pick yourself up off the ground now Just yourself and get back home, oh yeah It's alright to take a minute, it's okay you're gonna get it Unrelenting and imperfect Performance in the KETR studios by Jonathan Jeter. That is called Unrelenting and Imperfect. And you're listening to 88.9 KETR. Well, listen, before you get out of here, I was curious to know, uh, what have you got coming up with the Revelators and or Reverend Horton Heat? I know you've got a full schedule all the time with all this yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah, we've got some pretty fun stuff coming up. Um, we, uh, I'll be with the Revelators this Friday night at the Double Wide in, uh, in Deep Ellum. Um, that with... With some uh, familiar faces from out here, uh, Pearl Street Riots on that show, and uh, Justin Cashin is going to be on that bill as well. So that's going to be a pretty fun one. Uh, I think there's going to be a pretty strong East Texas presence yeah. presence out there for that one. Um, and then coming up um, for about a week in December, it starts. What we do? I play in San Antonio on the ninth, and then we start a run of shows. We're going to do three nights at the Continental Club in Austin. Um, consecutive nights and then two nights at continental houston and those will all be with uh reverend horton heat and the super suckers so i'm excited the super suckers are one of my favorite bands ever so like getting to play five nights in a row with those guys is pretty huge for me fantastic man i feel like you're uh, checking a lot of things off your uh, your lifelong to-do list here lately <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's uh i, I think that you know, it was a lifelong list that was really put together for right now. You yeah. Know, you know what I mean? It was a lot of things that I put in motion, you know, very early on and hoped to get to where I'm at right now. And it's, it's now it's finally all happening. Well, man, I'm, I'm just uh, elated for you, man. Oh, uh, thank you very like much. Like I said, I, I uh, feel like the last time I saw you, you know, you didn't have anywhere near this much going on. Maybe you did behind the scenes that I didn't know about, but I don't, certainly weren't involved with Rev yet or, no. or this massive, uh, you know, uh, steam that you've got going right now with the Revelators, so I'm just uh, really proud of what you've got going on, man. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's uh, I don't think I've ever experienced as rapid upward trajectory as we're kind of on right now, and so it's it's very exciting times. This is uh, this is your time right now. It sounds like, man. Well, where can someone uh, keep up with all the latest online if they miss the details on these shows? The biggest thing right now is uh, you know, either our Instagram or Facebook pages. Uh, then there's a, like a link tree on there that has uh, links to um, singles and videos and show dates. Um, so anywhere on the socials, basically, you can find us there. Just search Facebook. Jonathan Jeter and the Revelator. Yeah, it's the same thing on both on both platforms. 
really hope that we don't let another decade or more get away from us before the <laughs> right? next time we talk, man. It's just obviously there's been things that have come up over the past 10 years that have made it more difficult, COVID and among other things. Oh, and uh, and now you don't even uh, live right next door anymore. So uh, I'm really glad to have been able to have you back out here, man. And uh, let's talk again soon. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. You can search Jonathan Jeter and the Revelators on Facebook or other socials to keep up with these guys. And a big thanks again to Jonathan for his time on today's show. You can find out more about Notably Texan at our website, ketr.org.